Has it, has it been ten hours? It's been uh, yeah, roughly ten hours. Roughly. This is a bed cast now. Yeah, we're in our we're in our skivvies. We are <laughs> in the be, in the the hotel room the that we boudoir. described earlier. Absolutely. Uh, so we we did take a break. We did some talking with some folks and ran around. We didn't take a break. Some, we did work. We did. We did some work. We worked for ten hours. Yeah, we wandered around the convention and played some games and talked to people. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk about uh, Re-Extinction. Let's talk about it. Steven Razlow Bailey's uh, newest game from Game Yay Fun. Super, super fun sense of humor. I love uh, Billionaire Banshee, which was his previous game that we've talked about and played, I think, on this podcast. We did play it on the show, yeah. Um, He has just such a wonderful, fun way of approaching um, game mechanics. And this one is about... You play as a dinosaur. Trying to kill other dinosaurs. Trying to kill the other dinosaurs that are playing also. And the mechanic is that you pick up armor, and the armor can either cover your head, your chest, or your feet. And they'll have different different like um, proficiencies. So it'll be like armor that's good against piercing for your head, or you know, good against sound or something. And there's a mechanic around that. And then otherwise, each player can choose to pick up an extinction event, that will do something to all of the dinosaurs. So every time you pick up one, unless it's targeted, which only happened, I think, once in the yeah. demo we did, uh, most of them appear to be just kind of like extinction extinction events for all of the dinosaurs. Basically, the attack hits everybody. So you, you see your attack, and you're like, oh, this one requires you know, piercing against the head, and I have armor that will will protect me. You get to put your armor down and then play this event. And then everybody else has to scramble to see if they can protect themselves against that kind of damage or whatever. Each dinosaur's only got three life. So you play until you're dead, because that's how dinosaur life worked. Of course. Uh, but it is... And then you become gasoline. Yeah. It is uh, super, super charming. The artwork is awesome. It's really, really funny. The thing I love about, uh, about Razlo is uh, he... His humor is very unique and yeah. super, super goofy. Yes. But um, it just kind of like, if you ever play his game, so Billionaire Banshee or uh, Re-Extinction, they just w- will make you laugh. And they're yeah. very, like, they just bring a lot of joy. I so put if you bread play a game bowls friend, on my feet. Yeah, bread bowls on your feet or like, <laughs> you know, well, dinosaurs wearing welding helmets or yeah. like mom hands covering their eyes. <laughs> just like really, really hilarious stuff. Yes. And he, he apparently... Um, thinks it's so funny that he was laughing he at all his at his own cards while <laughs> i was like you know a joke is great when you laugh at your own joke yeah, that you yeah. put he put bread bowl or i put bread bowls down on my feet and he saw it and he laughed and i went you know a joke is great when you laugh at your own joke and he was like come on it's a dinosaur with bread bowls on his feet yeah. <laughs> that just started laughing and i was like that's great it is very true uh, but yeah so re-extinction i believe it's out now i think you can get yeah, it now um, a fun from Gay, Game Yay Fun and a uh, super charming game, super fun to play. And it was so great to see him again. And I think we're going to have him on again soon. Hopefully. We are. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we keep in touch. Um, into Gush for a second. This is we, Matt and I have been talking, but it's super fun to come to these shows and, and meet up with people that we've had on the show in the past. And it's really, it's really cool because a lot of these folks become like really extended members of the nerd appropriate family. And we see them and it's, you know, we, we may only spend a few hours with them, but I feel like a lot of times when we have people on, we get to know them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so when we see them at events, it's it's just really, really cool. So Stephen was on the show, I think, a couple times, and he's been on a couple panels that I've thrown together. And uh, his games are seriously genius, and they're great, so, yeah. so everyone should play them. They um, are. 
So I went and watched a panel um, uh, called How Do I Get Your Job? Which is uh, it's a very popular topic at PAX uh, yes. because there there are a lot of people, I would say, you know, probably upwards of, of thousands upon thousands of people that would like to work in games in some capacity. Yeah. Um, well, when and, you love a thing and you're paying money to go to a convention, you probably want to right, also absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I really found great about this pop, uh, about this panel. First of all, it was put on by uh, Amanda Erickson, who's been uh, another friend of the podcast for a long time, and mm-hmm. she was a community manager for High res and is uh, now moving over to Rooster Teeth to do the same sort of stuff, which is great. Um, she assembled uh, a great group of people, including uh, another friend of the show, Sissy Jones. Um, and, you know, the stories that were told... Uh, we're all again super unique about how people got in, but the advice they gave was really great. And the mm-hmm. the thing I think that was that really knocked this one out of the park for the how I got your job panel was the audience questions were the best audience That's questions said, I've yeah. ever yeah. I've yeah. ever seen in a panel like this. And I've probably been since you and I first came in 2010. Uh, it, I've seen this panel many many times done by a lot of different people. And, yeah. Uh, not only were the questions great. But the answers were fantastic as well. So um, I think this one actually streamed on uh, Twitch. So you can actually check out an archive of cool. the whole thing. So uh, it's called yeah, How Do I Get a bunch Your Job? Of that. Yeah, a bunch of Twitch streaming this year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take a drink of water because my voice is getting going away. So continue. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Dying. I'm not going to continue. We'll just cut all this out. Scott, leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yesterday also we uh, met up with new friend of the podcast, uh, Kamina Vincent. Yeah, and uh, talked to her briefly about her game Florence, or from her stu- her and her studio's game Florence. Yeah, which is out on iPad or iOS and Android. Uh, yeah. I just picked it up and I'm super excited to play it. You played it, yeah, uh, already. Um, and, uh, she was awesome and so cool and I'm excited to have her back on at some point as well. We've met some, some great people this year. Yeah, we have, um, so we'll have an interview with her, uh, as its own thing that you guys can listen to. It's, it's awesome. It's about 15, 20 minutes long, uh, her talking about Florence, but if you haven't picked up Florence yet, Florence was here on the show floor Mm -hmm. at PAX East. It was playable. Um, it is an interactive story about uh, a relationship um and while that may not instantly sound to you like the most exciting thing it's really beautifully it's gorgeous presented. artwork yeah the artwork's beautiful the music is beautiful uh it has a lot of really uh unique innovation in it that i think i don't think i've seen in any of these um, romance types romance type games so um if you're looking for something to play and you're into you know, artistic narratives, uh, and you want something, you know, to play on a bus ride or, yeah. uh, right before your or flight, like I did, I or a train, do. right. I would say definitely pick up Florence. Um, it's not too expensive. It's also, it's like if this bucks, kind of, if this kind less. of thing does anything, it's three on iOS. There um, if this does anything for you, it's also an editor's choice on the app store right now, which not every game gets. That's a, that's a oh, rarity. Yeah. So I assume it's got some good quality to it if it's making its way up the, uh, iOS editors charts yeah it's pretty fantastic so um definitely check out our interview with kamina and um hopefully you guys like it yeah but tell me about shape of the world so uh we split up today after doing some lunch and then uh walking around together for a little bit 
uh, which uh, you're going to talk about one of the games in a, little, in a few, I think. Uh, I walked around the indie mega booth as one does. Uh, looked at some of the bigger titles. Wasn't like super stoked to wait in line for too many of them. A lot of the stuff that's here this year we've talked about is, is already ownable. You can just go home and buy it and play it if you really want to right. play it There's that a, There was a lot of that this year, and there was a lot of stuff that, if it's not ownable and playable, it's stuff that we covered last yeah, year that we've covered before so i was walking around and i saw this game it had this really kind of interesting um art style i would say it's it's rem 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 innocent rem, what is it reminiscent reminiscent that's the word we're looking for reminiscent of um maybe no man's sky or Oh god, there's a better game like an indie title that it looks a lot like that I'm trying to think of and I can't think of it off the top of my head. It looked actually like there was a uh oh, the name's blanking on me. But it's very like sort of mishmash between a 3D environment and items that are that look almost 2D that are in front of you. So you'll walk up to a tree and it's a single color. Like everything's done in flat color, but it's a 3D environment you're walking through. So there's not a lot of like 3D uh, look and feel to everything. It's it's not very polygonal or anything. It's it's like, it'll just be like what looks like a tree trunk going up, but it's flat black, and it creates this very crazy kind of psychedelic look to it. Um, and this game, Shape of the World, is a exploration game with a little bit of puzzling, but not a lot of puzzling. It's mostly exploration where you kind of just traverse through this uh, world. And you're trying to get from gate to gate. And once you get through one gate, you enter what they call another biome. And all the colors will kind of flip out and all the music kind of changes with you while you're walking. And uh, it it gets super, super crazy feeling and like stuff like the, the, the tones of the music change with the environment as you're moving through. And like it'll be raining and black and red and heavy colors and the drums will be like super loud and these kind of like tribal sounding drums with like pads and synths all around it and then you'll go through another gate and it'll be like like pastel kind of hues everywhere and the music will lighten up along with it and then you're doing these like really minute puzzles to keep kind of maneuvering through everything um it was a really simple mechanic but it worked really well and it was entrancing honestly so much so that i did not know this happened but i got sat at the full version of the game and not at the Ah. demo the people sitting next to me doing the demo were finishing in like 15 20 minutes i played for almost an hour and a half i beat the game i went i went all the way through the entirety of the game uh and uh, i love this story that you just kept going well like four i kept seeing people so here was here was the psychological issue i was having happening uh was that i sound like hammer drunk right now we ate barbecue and i think i'm just meat drunk honestly <laughs> i had ribs and burnt ends and mac and cheese and i'm like food drunk oh like, yeah, uh, yeah it was good anyways um we uh i was playing and i would get through like a gate or two and then i'd see somebody finish the demo next to me and i thought oh well there, there's an end you know cool mm. So then I would keep going and another person would sit down and then they would finish. And I was like, what the fuck is this end? <laughs> like, what is going on? So then uh, I kept going and my logic was, and if you guys can attest to this because you've, you've come to many packs with me, I am not the fastest gamer in the world, nor am I necessarily always great at the game mechanics. I'm not a bad gamer. I can play video games just fine. But like, I just, I don't always pick up on subtleties that like Scott would figure out in a puzzler. Yeah, like yeah. Scott would see a puzzler like, 
somehow do the math in his head and then beat it in like three and a half seconds. And I sometimes stumble around doing stuff. So in my head, I was like, oh, I'm just slower than these other people playing. And then like a third person sat down and beat the demo and I was still fucking going. And I was like, what is happening? So I took my headphones off and I was like, hey man, is there an end to this? And he said, yeah. And he goes, and I go, why do I, am I missing something? And he goes, no. Uh, and then like somebody pulled him away and he's like, I'll tell you later. And I went, all right. And I put the headphones back on and that guy left. <laughs> and like his other coworker came up and was like letting me finish. And the dude just let me play. Like no one stopped me. No one was like, hey, you're playing the full version. You can like stop at any moment, yeah. time. So I played through the entirety of the game and beat it. Although he said I might have not started all the way at the beginning. Uh, I played for probably over an hour, less than an hour and a half over an hour. Yeah. Um, but it was super entrancing. And like I found myself like gripping the controller and like sitting up to the TV. Like right. it was a very weird experience, but really enjoyable and kind of like zen in a lot of ways you were just walking around a world i mean it was a walking sim in a, in a way but it mm-hmm. was like not like anything else you've really played so yeah. anyways shape of the world i don't think it's out yet i think they said it was going to be out soon i played it on ps4 i believe or maybe pc um the music is really good i think you can actually get that at their website or it's linked on their band camp, something like that. But the the game is called Shape of the World, and, and it was cool. Cool. I'm glad you liked it. Um, I walked around and played some indie stuff, too. Uh, to kind of keep in the same theme, I played a game called uh, Primus Vita, which is an episodic narrative, uh, also sort of a, finger quotes, walking simulator. Uh, this one had a really rich narrative, though. You, you play as uh, various members. Each, each episode, you play as a different member of a crew who is in cryosleep on a long trip to a different, uh, I want to say a different, I'll say galaxy. That might be wrong, but we'll say galaxy. So they're in cryosleep for a long time. The general plot I thought was actually pretty cool. Um, The earth had actually been completely drained of water by an alien uh, race. And the alien race came down, drained earth of its water, almost completely wipes out the population of the planet. And you play as member of a team uh, on a mission to go get the water back. Um, and since the trip's so long, you're all in hypersleep. And in order to keep your uh, your mind and your body sort of alive during this trip, they put everyone inside virtual reality huh. for training and for, um, you know, to make sure that you stay sharp by the time you are, are actually um, unfrozen from, from cryosleep. So uh, you play as uh, one of the members of the team in the first episode, and while you're in this virtual reality world, you actually go through and and kind of encounter the ship, but also a variety of different memories from your life, Uh and you're also trying to solve puzzles along the way. So you're in this sort of like virtual reality world that's actually very, very pretty – it's kind of uh so tacoma like yeah i would say tacoma like um yeah and there's also elements there was a game out a little while ago called adrift yeah it was more of like a little bit more survival than this but this still made me feel like that because you're sort of like you know uh, an elite member of a team in space and yeah um but you know i i i found myself really enjoying it i had some issues with the puzzles because um for one <laughs> There is a puzzle near the end, and this is like entirely my fault, but 
the gist of the puzzle was you went to these lockers and you read information about the people's the people whose lockers they belong to and then there was a workflow chart that you had to like organize and figure out where different crew members were on the ship and what jobs they had on the ship based uh-huh. on the information you discovered in their lockers only this was next to like a booth where shit was being shoutcast And so I'm like trying to read these in-depth things about the crew members. And then I'm trying to take that information back to the puzzle and like go through these toggles to be like, okay, Bill was in, you know, the science wing and, you know, with a fucking candlestick. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I stared at it. I'm not even kidding. Like for five minutes. And I was just like, I, my brain cannot right now get this puzzle right right and she finally the like one of the devs the writer actually came up to me and she's like yeah like each person can only be in like one place they can't both be in the workshop <laughs> like and she's basically describing like this pretty basic puzzle to me yeah. and i'm like i'm really bad i'm really bad right now at everything <laughs> i'm terrible um and and so she kind of helped me through it a little bit and um and you know <laughs> It was just it was frustrating, but also I think there there could be a little bit more handholding for people that maybe sure. aren't good at those sort of things. But um, you know, I think there's a lot of promise to this game. I feel like they spent a lot of time developing the world and the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters were all voiced too, which I thought was pretty cool. cool. So there was a lot of like branching dialogue options and, and things like that with a lot of the the discussion that can happen in the game. Um, the game's called Primus Vita. It is uh, not quite out yet. I want it looks to like say. all platforms, though. Yeah, it does. It looks coming to Steam, PS4, and Xbox One. And um, it says Episode 1 is uh, called Austin. It's going to be available sometime this year. And the website's cool. uh, PrimusVita.com. Check it out. I actually think if you're into the, the sort of like mystery, puzzly, gone-home type games, I think you'll, you'll, like it. you'll very much like it. Yeah. Very cool. So we want to talk about now. Uh, it's still you. It is still me. Hold on, let me take a drink. <laughs> let me take a drink of water. <coughs> we played Pillars of Eternity two. Dead fire. Yeah. Um, and I was excited about this for a variety of reasons. We'll get to them in a second. But actually, um, I never beat the first Pillars of Eternity, but I played it for like a really long. Did you? Ass I remember time. playing it, but now I, I now I feel like I'm tricking my own brain as to whether I played it. But I think I did. I was playing it. Um, I was playing it. When was it out? It was out. I want to say in 2014, 2015. Okay, right around, right in there. Um, I really, I, I mean, the first game is 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 really fantastic if yeah. you're into, you know, isometric RPGs. Um, obviously, it it borrows very heavily from Dungeons and Dragons without right. being Dungeons and Dragons. Um, a lot of the rules are very Dungeons and Dragons esque, but I think the thing that really set it apart was it's in its own very unique world. Um, there's some very, really, I mean, the combat is, is really fantastic. If you're into isometric RPGs, it did a great job with the rule set and there's so much to equip and so much to, to do. The game is just massive. Yeah. Um, so we played a demo from what the uh, PR gentleman we talked to said was about halfway through the narrative experience. And I, we say this all the time, but um, it's hard to show an RPG on the show floor. Yes. Um, having played the first one, though, I was able to kind of jump in. I actually got to do the character creation uh, from start to finish. Your character looked awesome. Thanks, man. I'm really good at making characters. I thought she looked great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, 
so I made a I made an elf and she was super cool an elf rogue um, who died a lot but that's to be expected taking the water squishy but um, if you've played Pillars of Eternity I guess we didn't really get to experience too much of the pirating this time right from what I understand Pillars of Eternity 2 is going to have a, a ship aspect we're going to be able to sail around which I just think is brilliant and yes. something that should have been done in, in a lot of different RPGs in the past um a variety of different character classes, a variety of really awesome spells. The combat was really challenging for me. Uh, it has like uh, pause and play with the um, with the space bar, so you can issue commands to all your companions, and you can have them all do different attacks. And uh, there's a lot of really great combos you can do. Uh, the thing that really stood out to me was they had these really fantastic choose your own adventure moments um, where you'd be on the overland map and you'd encounter something and a bunch of texts would pop up and for instance it would say like hey there's these these pigs and these pigs are running around squealing like do you want to like go investigate or you know cook the pig like yeah. run away and these are all wrong options but yeah. my memory doesn't serve me but um so you'd actually get to choose what you did and sometimes you'll do skill rolls right there uh, which is pure D and awesome um and if you failed or if one thing led to another you would actually have a monster encounter also very similar to tabletop dungeons and dragons so which you had many of it seemed like i did i had many many encounters <laughs> uh many i was just like wow like i am and i kept getting my butt kicked too yeah uh, again it's really hard to throw somebody into like the middle of a i mean it's hard to like tailor a demo around a game that's made to be like a 30 hour experience of you rolling up and playing a character in a, in a well thought out narrative world. Like, right. That's just not a, it's yeah, not like, demo. Just at the like end of the Dungeons day. and Dragons. It eases you into it. It'd be like, yeah, all of a sudden you're level 20 yeah. in D and D and you yeah. know, you have to go and do this thing. But anyway, um, I really did enjoy my time with the game. I, uh, I ran around and I finally did get annihilated at, at some point just because I just wasn't thinking and ran right into a big group of enemies. But, um, you know, the, the random encounters, the really cool choose-your-adventure moments, the character customization, weapons, spells, all of that was super, super fun. Um, we should say that a friend of the podcast who's been on... Many I even, times. I don't even know how many, many times. Many times. She's um, been me. She's been you. She's been Scott. Yeah, we used to tag Kate in all the time. So yes. our friend Kate Dollarhide um, has a really wonderful story about how she got hired at Obsidian short version is she really worked her ass off and is a great writer but she is uh, one of the writers on Pillars yeah. of Eternity, uh, dead fire so Huzzah. so yeah so really fantastic stuff uh it is coming out may 8th of this year they made another announcement too didn't they they did one second <coughs> i don't know why my voice is like going away completely i don't know scott but edit all this out sorry man my voice decided it's uh gonna not function um, so the announcement they made today is that the um, entire cast of Critical Role, including uh, Ashley Johnson, who's only on the show part time now because she's on um, Blindside, is going to be in Pillars of Eternity 2, yeah. Deadfire, which is crazy because you're talking about the, you know, right now, pretty much the hottest commodity in yeah. voice acting. Um, they're all going to be voicing characters They're in the podcasts game. Podcasts and everything. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, congrats. They're to hot the, shit of King Mountain. They or are King shit of Hot Mountain. Or they, one of those. They four words. are. They are. And uh, they're 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 super nice folks. So, yeah. um, congratulations to the Critical Role folks and to the Obsidian folks for yeah. for working together. Awesome. And I can't wait to see what 
characters they play and what cool stuff is going to happen. Well, I think the last thing we did, which you'll, you will hear later, and I hope you look forward to hearing it, is we sat down with uh, Aaron Yvette, yeah, voice actress Supreme, and, and had a chat with her about her origin and about uh, different things that she's done in the video game industry. And it's she's, awesome. she's just really a sweetheart person and fun to talk to and uh, just cool. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, she was one of those people that um, we say it during the interview, but... When she voiced Molly in the first season of Walking Dead, I remember like trying to look her up, and and it was her first role, and I was like, yeah. she just a fantastic job, and she went on to you know voice a ton of great characters. Over we didn't the even years. talk about my favorite Telltale game, which is Wolf Among Us. I know, I know. Uh, she's in that. She's in Batman and Tales Firewatch. from the Borderlands, Firewatch, every, a lot of great stuff. Bunch of stuff. Um, and oh, that, and Oxenfree. She's in the Ox- main girl in Oxenfree. In Oxenfree, right? Uh, Super just hilarious, funny. Yeah. You guys will absolutely love her. Um and plays a lot of games. So that's yeah, that's, tons. that's big super. Overwatch player right now. So yeah, yeah. you guys talked about that for a little bit. Sorry, Matt. I don't I can listen to people talk about Overwatch. It's fine. <laughs> if I couldn't listen to people talk about Overwatch, I just wouldn't be around video games at all. That's true. It, it is the the new hotness. Two, everywhere two-year-old it hotness. It's literally everywhere. It it's is insane. It's almost as in as many places as Player Unknown's Battleground. It is. Which I've heard is a game people play. It is a game that people play. Um, I think you'd like it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so we're, gonna <laughs> we're going to uh, cut that for now and uh, come back with a little bit more tomorrow. So we'll yeah. run around on the floor tomorrow, play some more games. I actually played a bunch more indies today that we can add to tomorrow's list because my voice is going away and I feel like giving it a little resty rest. Okay. All right. Talk to you guys later.